scary in the town where I come from. Niggas get buried in the town where I come from. They take advantage in the town where I come from. Shit is all the same in any town where you come from. I come from 716. Uni Park got my lumps from. Private Lane. Holler Nav get my lump sums. Knock them off where I come from. Instagrams when I double tap and I ain't talking to follow. Uh, ain't a common or light. Where I'm from, niggas put money on your head and put a target on your life. Uh, kidnap your kids and put a bargain on your wife. Catch you slipping. Niggas are jealous. They ain't kill you cause you nice. I'm nothing you gotta like. They gon' respect this still. Throw you off the roof like Bishop. They ain't respect this still. Chill. Put 40 ounces in the eggs when we scrambling. Yeah, I ate that too. This rap shit I'm damaging. Lamar Jackson on these niggas when I'm scrambling. They ain't believe it. Now they can't handle it. I got it on me. Welcome to episode 70 of We Going In Presents, where I'm joined by the man on fire himself, John Creasy. I virtually traveled to Niagara Falls to check in with someone who should be on everyone's playlist, especially with his latest release, The Omen. John Creasy's The Omen is a gritty ride through Niagara Falls that battles between the ideas of good and evil with super sharp penmanship. In this interview, we discuss The Omen and the making of it, coming from Niagara Falls, working with Jamal Gasol, homeschooling, the art of referencing athletes and rhymes, and much more. After the interview, make sure you cop The Omen on Creasy's Bandcamp and hit up the links on wegoingin.com. So John Creasy, man, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join We Going In Presents for episode 70. Um, first things first, man, you're up in Niagara Falls. How is everything going up there with the social distancing and the lockdown and everything that, you know, we've all been going through? I mean, it's crazy right now, I mean, but it's snowing right now. So, I mean, I guess everybody in the house, but it's crazy, man. Stores, we got to wait outside to go in. Toilet paper, we ain't got toilet paper around like that. It's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy, but we are trying to, you know, get through it, get through it. And how do you, how do you throw snow in on top of everything else? I mean, I'm, I'm way more South. I'm in Virginia. So snow's not really a factor here, but I mean, I, I guess you're pretty used to it up there, but does that throw a, an extra wrench in everything? I mean, yeah, on, on Easter it was like 61 and then now today it's snowing, but I mean, we used to that though, you know, it's, it's always cold up here. So, I mean, but it definitely go renting it, you know, you outside with the kids playing on Easter and then two days later, three days later, you come outside and it's snowing. It's just like all regular Niagara Falls. But I mean, we dealing with it. We get this. It's like this every year, man. That's wild. When you think about how coronavirus has led to everybody having to basically be inside and socially distance themselves, all shows are shut down and travel is really shut down as well. How has it been affecting you as an artist? Uh, I mean, I, I had a couple shows shut down. You know, a couple interviews out of the city shut down. So, I mean, it's affecting me, but it's actually a benefit because I'm able to work on more. You know, I'm in the house now. You know, you know the kids and the wife at home, but I'm able to actually lock in and I ain't got to worry about nothing else but just music. And, you know what I mean? So, it's actually a good thing. You know what I mean? So, I, I've been getting a lot done during this quiet as kept up. So, I mean, it's a blessing in disguise to me. No doubt. And as far as having the kids home, what's that been like for you uh, with the homeschooling and you know, not having, you know, any place for the kids to go, even if you just need a minute. Man, it's been, it's been, I mean, I'm, I'm a father 24 seven, so it's not really nothing different, but I mean, just, it just, you know, you got to go outside and take a breath real quick, man. Like it just, 
it's, it's definitely something new to get used to. But I mean, it's, it's everyday life to me, man. I've been, you know, I'm married, three kids, so it's nothing new, but it's new. Just it's like they on summer vacation for the whole year, so it's just like it's definitely crazy right now. <laughs> definitely crazy. Exactly. No, I've actually I, I have three kids too, and I've really enjoyed the fact that I get to spend a lot more time with them because it's like you know the morning routine. Actually, with with Jamal, when I interviewed him, we talked about the morning routine because we had just done an interview after we both got our kids off to school, and it's like right. you're so rushed in the morning, you're like you know, eat, eat your pop tart, eat your cereal, whatever, and like get on the bus. And you don't really get that time to like enjoy your kids as much because you're always rushing from like place to place. Like now you actually have time to really like sit and chill with right. your kid. Right. Yeah, man. Me and my son, you know, we've been going at it on the game, Fortnite, Call of Duty, 2K, Madden. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, I've been having little tea parties here and there with my daughter. So, you know what I mean? Getting to spend more time with them is definitely, you know, that bonding time is, is definitely important. So it's definitely a blessing in disguise, man. That's awesome. No, and and, I, and it, I like hearing that too because so many people I've talked to have been like, "Oh my God, my kid, my kid, my kid," and it's like, you know, yeah, it's a challenge, but you know, look on the bright side. You got a kid you get to spend time with. Right, 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 definitely. So I mean, it's I mean, we we get through it though. You know, we 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 do our little routine. You know, they wake up, they do a little homework that they got in the morning. They got a uh, little tablets that the school sent home to them. So. I mean, we just follow our routine. We play little family games here and there. You know, I tap into my music when I'm done with them, and it just, you know what I mean? Nice. That's so awesome. I got a, I got two two sons and a daughter. I got a two-year-old, man, but he 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 crazy, man. So, like, he keep me young, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> of course. Yeah. They have a way of doing that. <laughs> right. Definitely. And congrats on The Omen coming out. You know, your timing for that, you know, came out right around the time all the social distancing was, like, put in place. How did that, mm -hmm. you know, you, you said you already had a couple of interviews and shows lined up. Um, how have you had to get creative with marketing The Omen with all the restrictions in place? Uh, I mean, it's been kind of a, you know, I did the Bandcamp wave. You know, I sent my first wave of physicals out, but, you know, the post office and stuff's kind of, like, iffy now, so... I mean, it's been a challenge in itself. Um, I got the cassettes coming out soon with Elephant Artillery. So, I mean, the marketing side kind of messed up at this point. Like, my videos, I had to push those back, you know. So, it's just like, it's been kind of 50-50 where I'm kind of like, okay. But it's like, people still messing with it, though, you know. I still get people still going to the band camp, copying it. You know, I've, I've been sending it out to the to the blog. You know what I mean? Everybody, they, they've been supporting it, though. They've been showing love towards it. So, I mean, it's just... Hitting it right around the time when the virus came was kind of like, oh, man, like, you know, but I mean, I, I was thinking the worst was going to happen, but it's actually been benefiting because people are actually able to sit down and actually listen to it. And, you know, that's intriguing them more when they're going back and listening to the other music. So it's like, you know what I mean? Both sides is kind of like where it's like, it's messed up because of the virus. I'm not able to go out and do the shows. My videos got pushed back. I'm not able to go to the interviews, you know, the Shade 4 fives and all that that I had lined up for it, but. I mean, just people tuning into it. I gained new fans from it, and my old fans are still coming through, copping it. So, I mean, it's been all right, but, you know, not what I wanted. So, you know I mean, I'm definitely looking to drop something else soon, very soon. No, that's good. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to do, but it sounds like you're making making the best of it. You know, with the intro, you say that you're going to welcome you. Well, I want to welcome you all to greatness. When you talk about that, what makes the Omen great, in your opinion? I mean, what makes oh, it's it's a different form of, the guy aspect, you know, where it's like, okay, everybody, you know, everybody, I feel like everybody is on one wave where it's like, okay, God, this God, that, you know, but it's we're, we're involving with God, 
it's also another side of that God aspect. So, you know, the greatness could be a good side or the greatness could be a bad side. It's like, it's always a villain and a hero, you know? So it's just like, it's the other side of the greatness where it's just like, you got to dig deep and put that other side out of you. So you got to welcome them to greatness. You know what I mean? That's where it comes from right there. And you say, you know, somebody's got to play God and somebody's got to play the Antichrist. Do you see yourself as both on the omen? I mean, I, I would say both, you know, because it's always two sides to a story. You know, it's the good side, it's the bad side, but within the bad side, you're able to see the good side of everything. So I, I would say definitely both, you know? No doubt. No, I think that's that's incredible when you think about that concept. How do you play that out throughout the album and tie that together and make it cohesive? Uh, make it cohesive. I mean, growing up in Niagara Falls, man, you, it's, we're a small, small, small city. You know, everybody know everybody. You went to school with everybody. So I'm just tapped into where what I grew up in seeing. You know, you got the songs like Unity Park. You know, it's just everything cohesive about it. It's just like Niagara Falls in itself where it's like you can go down to the falls and see the beautiful side of the falls. But where I'm from, the west side of Niagara Falls, Unity Park, that's the bad side of Niagara Falls. So it's like that's what I'm bringing to the element, when you think of Niagara Falls, you think, oh, pretty side and the falls and, the, and all the tourist side, but you don't see the side that, everybody don't see the side that where I come from, you know, where it's the projects, it's the, the, the gritty stuff going around, it's the drugs, it's the everything going around. So, you know, that's where I had to just open the light and just show people what Niagara Falls is actually about. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people think tourist, tourist attraction first. So growing up in Niagara Falls and being from there, I mean, how often do you do the tourist thing there or or how much of it is just kind of like it's just there and it, you just kind of take it for granted after a while? Yeah, I mean, I definitely take it for granted. You know, I don't even I mean, only time I really go down to the falls is if the kids want to go. But I mean, it's just like being from here, Niagara Falls is like you definitely take that for granted because you're from here. So it's like being little growing up, you probably have been down to the falls over 100 times. But it's like people when they see it for the first time. It's like amazement. People from all over the country, all all over the world come to Niagara Falls. And it's like, we take that for granted because we're from here. So it's like, but then it's like, when you pass the falls, when you go past 3rd, 4th Street, 5th Street, that's where you start to see, like, what Niagara Falls is really about, you know? So it's just like, we we, we definitely take that for granted, you know? We once one of the wonders of the world, and we don't even, you know, recognize us as we that because it's like, we just so used to the falls, but it's just like, so we, we definitely take it for granted. And you and Jamal are really doing a great job of, you know, just pumping out that really quality music and, and putting putting Niagara Falls on the map. You know, how would you describe, like, the growth of the scene up there since you and Jamal and, you know, I know some other dudes, too, like, have really been um, releasing music on a consistent basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, from Niagara Falls, me, me and Gasol basically, you know what I mean, we started it, you know, not even, this, you know, put nothing away from what nobody else doing but it's like a lot of dudes that you see now that's putting out music they wasn't doing the type of music that we was doing so it's just like me and him came together one day you know that's my that's my bro man 100 grand always we came together one day and was just like yo we gotta put our city on like you know what i'm saying like it's just like we from new york but people don't know what niagara falls is about so we came up with the plan let's link up you know and, and it's it, it just been beautiful from there man like you know i mean i'm doing my thing he's doing his thing Piff all day, you know, and we just been, so I feel like me and him linking together and actually doing that and bringing, you know, the scenes into it where it was like, we get to do the little state four or five joints. We got the little 
features with the people that's on now as far as Benny and Conway and, you know, Griselda and all them is like we bring the light to the city and we inspiring other people to want to do what we're doing. So I feel like it's, we definitely making a great move and push forward for our city, man. For sure. And, and how far back do you and Jamal Gasol go? Uh, me and Gasol go back to little kids, man. Little kids. And, you know, Unity Park, we both grew up in Unity Park, you know, from going to buy candy at the corner at the corner store, the Penny Candy Miss Dumas. I mean, Gasol go back years, years. Like, if you go back and look at our music, you'll see music that me and Gasol did together probably about nine, ten years ago. So I knew Gasol growing up. Like, that's my man. Like, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Did you guys talk about doing music back then? I mean, did you guys have those plans or did it just kind of work out that way? I mean, we had the plans, but, you know, it's, I had my own little group going on. He had his own little group going on. Like, Niagara Falls is like a, a pot of crabs, you know? The metaphor of the pot of crabs, every crab trying to get out the pot. So it's like, that's how Niagara Falls is. It's like everybody, they do their own thing. And then, I mean, we always had that. We spoke, yo, let's link up and do this. Let's link up and do this. We did a couple of songs here and there, and then we was just like, forget it. Like, 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 let's actually do this. So, like, we definitely had that in the plans for years. And so, just like me and him sat down one day, he told me what he wanted to do. I told him what I wanted to do, and it's just been magic from there. Like Jordan, Jordan Pippen, man. That's amazing. And so, is it a challenge to get support in Niagara Falls itself? I mean, do you find yourself getting more support in places like New York City and beyond? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's like that everywhere, man. I feel like where where you from they know you for you. So it's just like people tap in other places. Once the, once the world catches your drift, it's like that's your city kind of catch on. And, you know, it's like that everywhere. I wouldn't say it. people support us, but it's not that support that, you know, pushing us forward in Niagara Falls. I would say we get more support outside of Niagara Falls, but it, it's going to all come to light. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just, it's a revolving door, man. Like, so I would say definitely like at this point, I, w- I would say we, don't get the support that we deserve or we need, but it's going to come, it's going to come to light though. No doubt. And, you know, I love the nineties song you had, um, you know, nineties about just, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the nineties and, and the way, the way that you really put that whole thing together um, to you, what are your favorite like memories or like things that stand out about the nineties? Man, the nineties, you know, was the golden era of everything. I feel like the nineties was, Hip hop, as far as everything from Tupac, Nas, Biggie, Mob Deep, is I, I can I can go on, I can go on. Nineties was like the golden era that set the stage for everything. I just feel like we, uh, us as the hip hop scene, stepped away from that. You know what I'm saying? So I was the nineties. That's that's actually what, what made him, made me and molded me. You know what I mean? The nineties is where, you know, that's why I did the song the nineties. Where you know I put the metaphor in it because I missed that time where the nineties was. Even gas was cheap in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, I, I miss everything about the 90s, man. The 90s molded me. Just the 90s hope. I, if the world could be like the 90s again, I would love it. You know, with, with, with the technology that we got now, mix that into the 90s, the city would be great. I mean, I mean the world would be great. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you look at the music from that time, too, and how it, it I mean, I wonder if all of us would, still, would be doing anything in music right now if it wasn't for that decade. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Nineties, nineties set the trend, and it, that actually set to where it's like th- you can do this. Like you know, from this is this man. The nineties is wow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you even brought that song up. A lot of people like that song though. It. I mean, I, I'm a fan of the whole album. I mean, I, it's been on repeat, and I really, 
I appreciate the cohesiveness of it too, as far as like, I feel like you chose great production to fit that whole idea of the omen and good and evil. Right, right. Yeah. Art, art of production, you know, um, besides the fifth thing that me and Gasol got going on, I want to shout out my umbrella boys, you know, a lot of them, I got producers and rappers, you know, Snotty He on the umbrella, you know, my man Pro Dillinger, Mickey Diamond, Josiah the Gift, uh, you know, I mean, Pat Scientist, he a producer under the umbrella. Bishop, he did a lot of production for me on there. Bishop actually did the 90s joint. He from Arizona. He with Black Hand with Rap De Niro. And them. so, I mean, yeah, man, it's just like me linking up with them, too, is actually a blessing in, in disguise, too. So it's like I got the Piff thing going on with me and Gasol. Then I got the umbrella thing going on with my boys in the umbrella. That's awesome. So when you when you look at all that, how do you balance what you're going to work on and keep keep things, you know, flowing so that no projects stagnate, but that you also get everything done? Man, this is it's a it's a battle in itself. You know, I get hit every day for you know, it's a I just I, I take it one step at a time, I should say, because it's like I got so much music that I didn't even put out yet, it's like crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like I'm just balancing that all out now to where it's like okay, this is what I feel like that the fans need at this point, so I'm going to do this. Now, next up, I got this. So it's like I'm always a step ahead of what I need to do, I feel like. So it's like I balance it out as far as what I feel like that the game doing and what I need to do. I try to put myself in that thing to where that's how I balance my music out as far as, okay, everybody else doing this, but I, I want to do this. That's awesome. And so, I think it's so so crazy now in terms of like so many different like EPs drop. And, I mean, it's not – uncommon for an artist to have like you know three or four different releases throughout a year do you feel any pressure in terms of like i gotta keep like a steady stream of releases going even if they're like shorter projects you know how do you balance that kind of like you know lots of small projects dropping versus like an album that drops that might be like longer but it it's going to stay you know promoted and in rotation for like a year before the next project comes uh, it's, it's, I would say it's the hunger and the mindset of it, you know? I mean, if you if you set yourself a standard and if you want it to happen, you will make it happen. So I would say, you know, in the bat- like, like, like I said before, in the battle of itself is as far as, like, what are you doing to separate yourself from everybody else as far as, like, that? So I would say, like, you know, it's not – it's a battle in itself, but it's not a battle in itself. It's a blessing because it's, like, that, that keep you hungry to where it's like, you want to drop more music. Okay, everybody else doing this, but okay. So I don't say I feel like I have to, but that makes me want to, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it just, I would just say, just just, just the competition in myself. I love competition, man. Like, I, I love to see everybody eat. I love to see everybody make their moves. So it's like, when I see that going on, I see everybody dropping stuff and, you know, it's it's getting took, taken in well. I feel like I, I gotta do my part in the game to do the same thing. No doubt. And when you look at, like, a lot of the sports references you make, like, even looking at, like, your fabulous uh, challenge that you just did, you know, like, where you referenced Mike Allstott and Keyshawn Johnson, um, you know, looking at that, like, old Tampa Bay era, um, the Buccaneers, but, like, your basketball references throughout the Omen and just in other music, I mean, the references you're making, you have to be a real sports fan to make those, it's not just a casual um, reference where you could, you know, anybody could reference, you know, Steph Curry or LeBron, but like you're going pretty deep in the archives for some of the names you're pulling. Yeah, I mean, I used to hoop back in the day. You know, I was a basketball. I'm, I'm, I'm a basketball head. Like, so it's like that's where it come from. Me growing up watching Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson, 
like you said, all the old time archives, like I, I grew up on that. Like I, I played basketball. I went to all the, the camps, you know, around the city, Niagara University, Buff State, you know, I, I played varsity basketball. So just like me growing up, being a basketball player first, just like I, I bring that element into my rap music. So it's just like, it's just, you know what I mean? I love basketball, man. I'm a basketball head. Like, and LeBron is the greatest, so, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so tired of having that argument, too. Like, yeah, man. They, they, yo, they need to give my boys some respect, man, you know? Be- between everything he does, like, on the court and then, like, the stuff he does off the court in terms of, like, off starting the a school, like, he's, yeah, man. there's no match. Right, no match at all. I mean, you got, you know, you got your Kevin Durant. You got the, you got the Steph Curry's. You got the, you know, the Kawhi Leonard's. But it's just, I just feel like LeBron is just on a different level no matter, you know. Like, he, they first in the West right now, and we, they can't even play. So, I know it's eating them inside. But, you know, hopefully hopefully that the league come back this year. Hopefully it do. Yeah, you know, how, how are you feeling about that at this point? I mean, it, it sounds yeah, like they definitely not be able to play with fans. But, I mean, are you do you think they're going to be able to play – and at least kind of finish out the season with some kind of modified playoffs. Yeah, I hope so, man. I, I'm praying for that every day. You know, I miss I miss watching basketball so bad. It's just like I go upstairs, my son got a basketball hoop in his room, and we just play one on one all day. So I'm I'm just missing basketball as a whole right now. Yeah, for sure. And on top of that, I mean, I think like we're all feeling different levels of stress with just being on lockdown and not knowing, you know, what the immediate future holds, and not knowing what travel plans might be. Um, and in, in that case, you know, sports are such a great distraction too, and a great stress relief from some right. of the, the the challenges we all got to face in life. Right, definitely, definitely. So I say, I would say, you know, I mean, you you never, you don't miss nothing until it's gone. So you know, I like like you said, like I feel like just like how you, I take Niagara Falls, being from Niagara Falls for granted. I feel like the world took sports for granted because now it's just like everybody just don't know what to do. It's to the point where. You know, ESPN and NBA, they they playing old stuff just to keep everybody in tune with the sport. So it's just like definitely missing it right now. Yeah, for sure. And when you look at the different references you make, what goes into making a great sports reference? Because some MCs are able to do that really well and others, you know, it, it just doesn't work. So like in your opinion as an MC, like what goes into making a good sports reference? I would say knowing, knowing the game, knowing, you know, knowing – actually what you're talking about like that would like like you said some people make a great sports reference to it and some people just it just go it's off off left and it don't even match up if you don't know the sports i feel like that <laughs> you shouldn't even reference it or even be talking about it like you know what i'm saying i mean some people try to do it but it's like you know you got a lot of old curry 30 like that's that's so mediocre and so you got to deep like dive in deep and actually know the sport and actually know what you're talking about to make it relevant and make people know what, what you're saying right for sure. And, you know, when you look at that, who do, you, who do you feel like are some of your more obscure sports references that you've made that, um, oh, you know, over the years? Uh, I would say Magic Johnson, um, Jordan, LeBron, Iverson, uh, Kobe. Um, just like on the joint with the, the triple six. When I said put 60 on the fast like the Jazz and Mamba, I'm out. Yep, I had like, that one written like, down actually right here. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I I make a lot of sports references. I love basketball, man. So it's just like, I, I got a lot of sports references I can go back to. Just like the one you said on the freestyle with the Buccaneers. Like, that, I, I feel like that went over a lot of people's head, but you actually caught that. 
And and that was like, I mean, Keyshawn Johnson was my favorite player growing up. Like I loved Keyshawn um, back when yeah, he was at USC man. when he was with the Jets. Um, right. So it's always cool, man, when someone references Keyshawn just because I feel like he's slept on when they talk about like great wide receivers. He slept on a lot, man. He slept on a lot. I feel like Keyshawn definitely one of the greats. He he never get mentioned, like never. So just I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's politics to me. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Yeah, for sure, because he was one of the like he was part of that that group of athletes at that time period that was outspoken when like that was really frowned upon. Like, like guys right. like Iverson paid the price as well. Right, 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 right. About practice, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you also, um, you know, pay homage to DMX with the snake, the cat, the dog, just with the hook and the the delivery. I thought, but also like it's a really ill story track as well. Like, what was it like putting that song together? I love DMX, man. From how's it going down to get at me, dog. Like DMX, like to be honest, DMX made me feel like I could rap. Like when I put my first time hearing DMX and seeing that black and white video on BT, like it's like that just I just fell in love with DMX, man. So it's just like I feel like DMX don't get his greatness that he deserves either. You know what I'm saying? Because DMX, like for our time and growing up, like DMX paved it. Like after you know Tupac, Biggie. When it was Jay Z time and Nas time, like to me, to be honest, like I feel like DMX, not I, I wouldn't say so much lyrically, but as far as like his stamp on the game, as far as what he did in the time that he did it in, DMX is one of the greats to me, man. I feel like people don't mention DMX enough or give him his, uh, you know, his respect enough outside of what he do outside of his rap music. That's probably the reason why. But it's just like I feel like me dropping the Omen and putting Damien into that, so I had to take his Damien and reference it to mine. So it was like that's 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 where that came from. I wanted people to go back and actually feel and feel like okay, like so that's that's where that came from. No, that's 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 incredible. And I would say even like if I go back to like who I listened to in high school, I think DMX got more play than MJ right. and Nas. Right, right, definitely. But no, you're right. Like I think I think his personal problems and everything he's had, like the challenges he's faced, have definitely like where he's become more of a meme than you know, a respected artist when he really was like two number one albums in the same year, which is something that you don't see happen, um, you know, since. Right. Even with the, even when they came out with the, people forget about the freestyle that Jay-Z and DMX had it. Like they didn't even want that out because DMX, you know, like, so I just feel like when the people had a little top 10 of the greatest and DMX got music, uh, top albums for, for years. And it's like, he never mentioned in that. So I, I feel like DMX is like, not to say he's an underdog in it, but he he don't get the respect that he deserves to me. So it was like I had to take that element and just bring him back in. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I love pre- DMX, man. I appreciate that. You're gonna have me digging through my um a DMX playlist tomorrow, man, just to to right. go back now. I'm, <laughs> I'm like I haven't listened to enough DMX lately. Mm-hmm. And you know when you look at like going back to like when you really decided you're gonna you're gonna take take the music seriously and make this a career. Um, how'd you come up with your name? Um, you know, John Creasy looking at Man on Fire and Denzel and everything. Like, what made you want that name? Uh, it was a reference, and I love the movie. I love Denzel, but the reference of, you know, protecting something that, you know, that's, you don't want it to be touched. And the metaphor of Man on Fire is like, yo, that man is on fire. He's hot. So, it was like, when the movie came and John Creasy, and I'm like, yo, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, and I just felt it, and I was like, yo, I'm going to roll with this, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, nobody wasn't doing it. 
it was like, you know what I'm saying? So I was just like John Creasy, Man on Fire, the reference of it. And I love Denzel. It was like, it's just all messed up. So that's where the name come from, the Man on Fire movie and the metaphor of Man on Fire. That man is hot. So that's that's where the John Creasy come from. That's a, it's a great name. How many fans do you feel like catch that and know exactly what that is versus like think that's your real name? A lot, a lot, a lot, yo. A lot of people actually like hit me and be like, "Yo, you made me go back and actually watch that movie." So a lot of people, <laughs> nice. and that's the good thing about it, like a lot of people know where, where where that name come from. So it's just like it's 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 working for me right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like me doing that, rolling with that name, and actually repping it. You know what I mean, trying to keep everything that I do hot, man on fire. Is like every, everybody catch that. So it's like that's a good thing, man. That's awesome. And when you look at your overall creative process, when you put a song together, what does that look like for you? Uh, creative process. I'm weird when it comes to the creative process. A lot of people rap on the melody, and I, I rap to the drums. Like, I love the drums in the beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I could rap to no drums, but if a beat got drums in it, I love it. So it's like my creative process of I just sit back and think and it's just, it's thinking to me, man. This is like, yo, okay. I want people to understand what I'm saying of what I'm doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like the creative process, the drums first, always the melody second. And then the bars is just come. It's just like natural to me. Like, That's awesome. You know, do you find too, like that you can write without the beat and then like put, put different lyrics to songs or do you really need the beat oh, yeah, to yeah, actually that, write? That is, man, it's a lot of, I don't, not even the song, but it's like a lot of times I don't write it. I just say it, you know, go back, fix it up. I write, but I try not to. That keep me on my toes. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you could do it without writing it down and go in the booth and, and just let it come out, it's, that's, that's, that's like the most beautiful thing to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I try to do that. I get a beat, freestyle to it for hours, for hours, for hours. Okay, yo, I said this. I said, okay, we're going to break it. Like, I like doing stuff like that. So that's where the breakdown of my music comes. Where it's like, I like to create an art and a masterpiece to it, to where it's like, I'm not just listening to a beat, writing to it, and like, I like to let it just flow and let it just come out. That's how I get most of my ideas for my songs. Like, I say a little thing in the song, but oh, I'm okay, I'm gonna roll down, I'm gonna make it about that. So it's like, yeah, I love the art of just going in and just letting stuff come out and just let it flow naturally. Like, and when do you know when you have that, when you, when you nailed it? When I nailed it is it's the head nod to me you know it's just it's, it's just a feeling in me my 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 chest started getting hot my chest start you know I, my hands start sweating and i'm smiling and my head start nodding and it's just when i it, it's just a feeling man like it's, it's just a feeling it's hard now i wouldn't say it's hard to explain but it's just like when you make music and when your heart start pumping you get that adrenaline flowing and your hands sweating and you like your head nodding and it's the point where you're getting a headache from it that's that's where you know that you got it like okay this is it right here that's awesome and how does your process change at all if you're working with somebody else on a song in terms of like multiple mcs multiple mcs uh i would say if it if it's a feature for my stuff i like to tell them you know what's my concept for it and we build off of that if it, you know not even to say that that work out every time. If somebody send me a verse, if I do a song with somebody, if they send me a verse, if I like what they say versus to what I will actually, you know what I mean, go back and match what they say to make the song sound better. You know what I'm saying? So just like, it's all a, I would, it's, it's weird. 
because it's, it's like it's like I, I don't even know how to explain it, man. It's just nothing is never like okay, this this or that, this or that. I don't never go into something like okay, I got to do it like this because it's like if you go into that, then you stuck in that mind frame. But this is how you got to do it. So a lot of things change, man. So I would say doing songs with other people, I give them an idea for it. Yo, this 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 is my outlook on the song. This is what I need you to do to it. You know what I'm saying? And then we, we just build from there. We go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I send them my verse. They send me their verse. If, if, you know what I mean? If it don't match up, then we, we, we try to make it match up to make it sound the best to make it to put it out. No doubt. And when you look at like your writing process, is there like a time of day or a place where you feel like you do your best work? Um, My best work, I would say when probably when I'm, I'm by myself. I'm by myself and I'm just, you know, thinking because I, I rap all day. I wake up and go in the bathroom and brush my teeth and I'm looking in the mirror. I'm rapping in my head. So it's just, it's weird. My best time is just, so I would say my best time is just when I'm, I'm just letting it flow out. You know what I'm saying? I, I get a beat from somebody. They send me at two in the morning and I'm in my sleep, you know, rapping, dreaming, rapping. Then I wake up. Okay. Like, so it's just, I, I, I would say any time of the day. To be honest, like I rap all day long. Is like my 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 wife gets so aggravated with me to the point where it's like she going to back and listen to her music, and I'm you know what I mean because I'm I'm rapping all day. Like my kids, we be joking around. I'm rapping to them. Like so, just at all times of the day, I would just say it's, it's really no time because when you're doing music, man, is you could four in the morning, six in the morning, seven. It's just when you in that feeling, you in that feeling. That's awesome. And when you look at everything you have coming up now. I mean, obviously a lot more time. Like you said, you're a lot, you're getting a lot of the songs done and you're, you're able to do a lot of work right now. What's your priority now with the Omen being out, like in terms of like looking to future projects? Uh, future projects. I got a lot lined up, man. Like the Omen, I would say the Omen actually opened a lot of doors for me when I dropped it because I had people, you know, that I wanted to work with. You know what I mean? That's actually reaching out to me now. So, you know what I mean?